What you're about to listen to is the old version of this show under the title Dungeon Driver. I recorded it in my car, so the audio quality isn't the best. You can start here with these mostly rough episodes, or you can skip ahead to after the first adventure series where difficulty class really starts. Either way, enjoy! What's up and welcome to episode 9 of Dungeon Driver. I'm your host Trevor Bettis and this is a show where I drive to or from work and talk about Dungeons and Dragons uh, with either a topic that I brought to the show or with a uh, question, topic, or suggestion that one of you have sent in. Uh, and we're going to have some fun talking about some D&D. Um, real very quick afternoon car wash. Um, again, I was on We're Not Game Devs. It will go up Friday. Take a listen. And as a reminder, uh, Friday's episode, uh, instead of two episodes, it will be one big episode where I am running Jay and Alex through a small Dragon High session Um uh, heads up, there are slight spoilers for Dragon Heist, the very beginning of it, uh, but it's Jay's first game of Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's uh, I, it, we had a lot of fun doing it, so I hope you guys enjoy. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, today's uh, topic, uh, well actually, no it's not a topic, it's a question, I don't know why I wrote down topic, uh, comes from my sister-in-law, Allie, and uh, she asks, uh, what are some house rules that you've used through the years? Uh, which ones were successful and which ones were duds? So I think house rules are a, a good thing. In fact, I'm going to get more into that after this uh, this question. Um, but in 5th edition, and I tried to keep these directly to 5th edition since that's what's going on right now and what uh, you know, you're most likely playing if you're listening to this. Um, so some of the successes... Uh, have been uh, crit successes and crit fails. Now, before you go like, wait, I use those. Um, I, in the book, it says that now a critical success is uh, you hit and you do, uh, you roll the dice twice. And if you critically fail, you just always miss. And I was like, ah, that doesn't sound as much fun. Uh, so the crit fails, I do still keep them as the old school one of like something really bad happens. Uh, though generally I'll, I'll roll to confirm. So like you get one more time to roll and if you hit, then you, you're just, it's just a miss. If you miss again, then it, it's a, it's a bad thing. Uh, that's kind of an old style thing of confirming, uh, uh, criticals, but in the opposite way. And for critting, um, it, it, it didn't sound as much fun to me where it was just, you roll the dice twice because you can still roll two dice and get a two. And that's not a crit. That, that's, that's just sad. Um, so what I did is when someone crits, when someone rolls a 20 on attack, they do full damage. So it will be whatever the, uh, the die you would roll, the max amount of that, plus any of your modifiers. And then you get to roll the die again on top of that. And I do include sneak attack in that. So if you crit on a sneak attack, you're doing your full weapon, full sneak attack, plus dice on top of that, which is a lot. Trust me. I know. I've seen it. But that works both ways, and that's how that gets balanced out. 
is, yeah, you can fucking crit and do a shitload of damage on the bad guy. But if he crits on you at a low level, you're probably dead. So there, there, I, I feel like that balances out because I've had a lot of people look at me and go, that's too much. But then when they get a crit on them, they're like, oh my God, everything is terrible. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. So I've kept that going throughout all my games. Uh, another house rule that I have uh, is no cover. Uh, there are rules in uh, the player's handbook about, uh, you know, if you have partial cover or somebody standing in front of you, uh, I can't remember. It's like either you get a negative two or they get a plus two, which really just equals out to the same thing. I don't, in fifth edition, I don't like using small little plus twos and minus twos. I really come down to either you have advantage or you have disadvantage. Um, if something is blocking your way enough that it's a problem, you have disadvantage on the attack. That's it. There, uh, I'm not going to worry about partials and stuff like that. And again, that works both ways. So the monsters have that same rule. Because uh, again, I've had people who like, that's too overpowered. I, I feel like if you make something true for the players and the bad guys, that's balance. That's literally balance. Um, next house rule that I have that I like is flanking. Um, this one is kind of going back to older styles because having advantage every time you're next to someone and attacking the same creature seems a little too much. I do like there to be a little bit of tactical thinking. Um, and so flanking is in order to get that advantage on your attack, you have to be on the opposite side of the creature from your, your ally. So it would just be like one square, uh, ally next square, bad guy score after that. Good guy. You two have flanking. Um, and again, goes for monsters, so they're not getting anything unfair unless they have something in their rules like wolves and stuff that say that. Um, the the next one, I'm very, very lenient on uh, uh, Unearth Arcana stuff being in the game. Now, if you don't know what Unearth Arcana is, uh, monthly uh, Wizards of the Coast puts out a blog post called Unearth Arcana where they, it's basically a play test. They're like, hey, here's some of the stuff that we're messing around with. It might show up in future books, but we want you guys to try it and see how you feel. And so I've implemented a lot of stuff. Um, like uh, right now, my my Dragon Heist game. Uh, one of my two of my players have taken the animal handling uh, feat uh, that's not in any of the books, and one of them can now command a owl bear, and the other one can command a little a little geezer like a baby footholder, and it's real cute. I can't remember what my wife named him. Um, so most stuff, there's very few things in Unearth Arcana that I'm like, no. Um, but that's mostly DM side that I don't implement them. Um, but I, if somebody wants to, I'm, I'm pretty much always down for it. But not everything works. Uh, and, and I've tried. Uh, one of my favorite old uh, mechanics from 4th edition and 3.5 was shifting. Um, and what that means is if you were next to an enemy, you could spend your entire allotment of movement to just move five feet and you would not provoke an attack of opportunity. Um, which is, sounds cool and it has a little bit more tactical play when, uh, if you make a ranged attack, they get an opportunity attack against you, which is an old thing that what that happened that sucked. Um, but now 
it doesn't work as well because of the way that combat is set up and the actions that you can do. It worked, but it just it, it didn't add enough to the game to warrant having it happen all the time. And so I like how combat flows a little bit more now and like the tension of like, oh crap, I got to get away. But if I need, if I do that, I need to disengage, but I could just move and take the opportunity. I like that, that more critical thinking than just, oh, I'm just going to shut. I find that it, it brings a little bit more to the combat by not having that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, another one that I was trying for a while and then one thing happened that made me go, oh, this is not a good idea, is uh, critting or uh, crit successes and crit failures on skills. Now, I know this is not a thing and I used it for a while just because I thought it was cool. Like if there was, you know, if you're falling off a ledge or something, you roll a 20 and you're able to like grab on and pull yourself up. That's cool. But if your player rolls a knowledge check on something they should absolutely not know and they roll a 20 and by that same logic, they now know it, that's not good. <laughs> um, and that's what happened. Uh, a player uh, who had absolutely no arc, ar- arcane uh, knowledge whatsoever rolled a, an arcana check, rolled a crit, and it was like, oh, so I know it. And I'm like, you really shouldn't. And that that killed it for me. Uh, so I, I, I stopped using that from then on out and crit failing on any kind of thing on any kind of skill check. Isn't, isn't as good. Like, yeah, crit failing in combat sucks, but it can at least add something. Um, whereas crit failing in a skill check just makes you feel worse. And I'm not about, uh, people feeling even worse, uh, at my table. I like people having fun. Yes. I do still enjoy there being tension and drama, and the end of a Strahd game, just leaving people broken shells of people. Uh, but I still want them to have fun. They had fun doing it. It was fun being a broken shell. Uh, the last one is uh, Hero Points. Uh, this was slightly stolen from Pathfinder. Um, but uh, it, it was it was a concept of, like, if with a Hero Point, you could do a bunch of different things with it. And, like, one of them was you could... Uh, use it to re-roll your hit die when you leveled up and did a bunch of other stuff and it just got too clunky and people would forget about them. And so I just, I just did away with them. There was no point in me talking about them when even I was forgetting to divvy them out. I have a hard enough time to remember to divvy out inspiration, uh, let alone these things that had so many uses that it just, it didn't make sense. Um, but those are the ones that I was able to come up with at work today, uh, of that worked and didn't work. I'm sure there's a lot more examples, uh, that I'm not even thinking of. And and sometimes house rules become so commonplace that you forget that they are house rules. Whenever I'm teaching somebody a new game, if they're not a permanent player in my campaign, I, I like to explain to them just as a heads up, this is how I run it. But that this is, then I tell them how the actual rule is, um, but I'm going to talk real quick because I'm almost home on the topic of implementing house rules. Um, a lot of the house rules that I talked about today um, are, uh, are are kind of GM side, um, except for the Unearthed Arcana ones. Um, and like the critting and stuff, like, again, it, it's on both sides. Um, 
you can do that. You can just go to a table and do that. But if you don't give them a heads up and they're a new party and stuff, they're going to look at you weird, especially if they know the rules. Uh, they're going to they're gonna be like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? So it's good to remember what house rules you have done and currently do and express them to a new party. And if you come up with a new house rule um, while during or while you're doing a campaign, talk to the party first before implementing it. Like the, that, that next session, be like, hey, before we start, um, I want to talk to you guys real quick about a house rule I had an idea for. And talk it out, see how they feel about it. Um, try not to get upset if they don't go with it. Um, cause I know it's, it's an idea, it's a game mechanic, it's yours. So it's kind of like, they're kind of shooting you, shooting down your ideas, but remember you're the GM, you, you're, you're implementing a whole lot more ideas during the games. So don't worry about that. Uh, but talk to your party and don't just start doing them, uh, because that can catch people off guard. Uh, it can also come off as feeling cheap if, uh, if you don't tell someone that like, uh, oh, well, I took this rule out because I didn't like it, but it helped the players. And they, they're really excited because they're about to do that. And you're like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're not doing that. That can feel cheap. Uh, that, that can make them feel cheated out of uh, a game mechanic that they were planning on. And it, it just kind of puts a damper on that part of the game specifically. And that rule in general just kind of did like, well, that sucks. Um, so be careful with what house rules you do, but always talk about it. Um, if a player comes to you with a house rule, um, be open-minded about it. Uh, cause remember, yes, you're the one running the game, but it's everybody's table. Um, <laughs> there, there always is the joke of the hand of God DM, but you know, don't, don't be like, conversate. I guess that's a word. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk to your players and um, be open-minded with anything that they bring idea-wise. Well, I'm just about out of road, so it is time for me to wrap this up. Uh, I'm going to try and get this podcast on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to submit it tonight and see how that goes. Hopefully with nine episodes, they'll actually go, oh, you're not just testing the waters. You're here to do it real. Uh, but uh, until then... Uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, uh, Breaker, other things. Uh, listen to me on there. Uh, subscribe, leave a review. Heavily appreciate it. You're wonderful people. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Dungeon Driver. Send in your questions, topics, and suggestions, please, because I am running out. Uh, you can send those uh, to at Dungeon Driver with the hashtag Dungeon Questions or through email, uh, Dungeon Driver Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, until uh, Friday, uh, when we uh, get to hear me run a game and Jay and Alex uh, have a little fun in the yawning portal, I still don't have a sign-off.